Have you struggled to get everything done? Have you looked for every trick to be more productive? How much do you really understand about how productivity really works? This is Crushing the Clock, a podcast where we explore the nature of productivity so you can actually get back your time and energy, making a difference in both your personal and professional lives. What's the point of taking notes? Obviously, the point of taking notes is so we can be able to refer to those notes later and be able to find the information that we recorded initially. Note-taking has been extremely important in the past and even today, people still find themselves taking notes to keep track of almost everything. But with the world always evolving, jotting down everything down can be time consuming or worse, it can keep you more confused as you get buried in a pile of papers. But the onset of information age has made it a lot easier as various tools are now available digitally and we can be able to access those anytime, anywhere. So today we're gonna to be talking about digital note-taking and how we can be able to maximize our effectiveness in being able to do that. To talk about this, we have Frank Buck, who is a certified Evernote consultant and productivity expert. He started his career in the early 80s when digital fashion was not yet a trend. He realized just how important it was to create a single place to be able to handle everything for now, a system that works. And so today, as he joins us on the podcast, he's going to share more about accomplishing significant goals and being able to understand your ability to be able to organize your time and surroundings through digital tools, especially talking about Evernote. Yeah, you know, we live in an information age. There's an old quote that goes something like this. If you read the New York Times for a week, you're going to come across as much information as someone in Shakespeare's time came across in their entire life. So the information's all around us, but your information's only as good as your ability to put your hands on it when you need it. So today, with so much that comes to us in a digital fashion, I think it just makes sense to keep things digital. And even for the things that come to us in some other way, it's so easy to digitize them, which means that we can then search. And the ability to search our information is the thing that puts it at our fingertips so quickly and so easily. You know, I started my professional career in the early 80s. So that's before most anything was digital. (laughs) And even then, you have the ability to take notes, whether it was take notes in class so that you would do well on the test, or whether it was to take notes during a phone call with a parent. My education was my background. And you never know which phone call it is where you thought everything was fine. And three weeks later, they're in the principal's office talking about you and it's not going so well. And you wish you had taken notes on that phone call. The ability to trap that information in terms of notes is something that is just, I mean, it's always been important. Now it's become easier if we do it digitally because it's so easy to search for it later. Yeah, I can definitely understand that. Of course, then with a lot of things that can be available no matter where we are with the way mobile phone use has grown over the last decade. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, again, coming through, you know, having my first computer be like the Apple IIe and you're storing things on floppy <laughs> disk. I mean, you know, and for a long time, that computer, that was the center of our information. Well, not so anymore. The center of our information is Google server somewhere, Microsoft server, and we're getting to our information from our phone just as easily as we're getting it from the computer. And, uh, you know, some of the software doesn't play so well with our phones. So having you know, a digital note software that works well from anywhere yeah, is so important. So I guess that leads us then, okay, so how can we be able to take digital notes and maybe where should we start? Where do we actually have that? So you mentioned like specific software. So what are some things to look for with that? Well, the, what you want is the ability to get things in quickly, where you're not have to go into a folder inside a folder inside a folder to retrieve it easily. In, in other words, that the search is very good and that you're able to share with other people easily. And yeah. I use Evernote, uh, have since about 2012 or so, I guess. And before that, I used Outlook and used the little notes component of that that was not all that strong. And along the way, Paper Journal. But, you know, more and more, it was getting away from that and getting it where it was digitized again so that you can search and, and find your stuff. Tough to do when things mm -hmm. are on a bookcase somewhere. And it's like, I know I wrote that down somewhere because when it becomes yeah. hard, you say, forget it. It's not that important. Yeah. If you have a dozen notebooks and you know what's in one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially if you didn't have a system to where nowhere to look. And so, yeah. And the nice thing with the digital notes, you know, you're thinking of something you're trying to find. And not only do you find that very easily, but you also find some other notes you had taken on the same subject that you forgot you even had. And those come up in the search as well. Yeah. I guess that cross-reference could be really good. And you can be able to mm -hmm. be able to start making other connections with different things that could be really good i like that so you mentioned that you use evernote so if someone was going to get started with evernote what would be some of the important things that they would need to know and do okay they could have it today they could have it for free because there is even a free plan for evernote so just evernote.com and then right off the bat they're going to want to do one more thing look for the evernote web clipper and someone could just google you know download evernote web clipper it's like a free extension that i'll talk about in just a second but then once i got that account going i download the app on my phone as well because the the whole idea is that you want to be able to get to your notes from you know from wherever you are the first information i'd start putting in there think about things like your Hilton Honors number, your Delta Sky Miles number, uh, the code for the copying machine at work, all those little bits of information. Where do we keep up with that stuff? And for so many of us, you know, it's little sticky notes around the computer monitor. You know, it's a legal pad <laughs> here or there. We've got an index card stuck in our wallet. I mean, it's stuff is scattered everywhere. So what I would suggest is right off the bat, create yourself a little notebook and Evernote uses notebooks rather than file folders. Create a notebook called personal information and then create a note inside it 
A through C. So there I'm going to list my AARP number and the air filters dimensions that we need for the house and my alpha insurance policy numbers and just all of the A through C's in alphabetical order, then a note for D through F and and so forth. So that all of those little, your driver's license number, the license plate on your car, so that when someone says there's a car in the parking lot, license plate number, da-da-da-da-da, you've left your lights on, that uh, I can see if it's mine or not real quickly. That's the first one I would create. Second, create what I call a default notebook. And Evernote's going to allow you to, when you just create things on the fly, that they all go one place. The U.S. Post Office has figured this out. You know, the postman doesn't put your mail one place one day, somewhere else another day, on the front porch a day, on the back porch, chase you down the, the sidewalk another day. He puts it all in the mailbox, and we have one place and exactly one place to look for it. And with our email, same thing. There's an inbox. That's where all the incoming stuff goes. So I'd say create a notebook called Inbox with a dot in front of it, because that's going to make it sort to the punctuation, makes it sort to the top of the list. So dot inbox. So that anything I throw at it all day long is going to go there so that later in the day when the dust settles, I can look at the notes that I've taken and ask myself the question, what do I need to do about these notes? What are the to-dos? What are the calendar appointments that are coming out of this? Just sort of review what I've written, clean it up, add to it, as necessary so that what I've got is nice and pristine and something that's going to be helpful for me later. I like that. And so a lot of this comes to mind from the principles taught in getting things done Mm -hmm. about getting everything out of your head, getting all of your stuff and being able to collect it into like one place to be able to find it so that, you know, first of all, where to find stuff and you know that there's a system to be able to be able to keep track of that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think David Allen was right on the money where people really mess up is when they start to try to do too much at the same time. You know, I'm in a meeting and I'm taking notes and there's some to do's that come out of that meeting and I'm flipping over to my to do list and putting them there. Now I'm back and forth between my notes and my to do list and my calendar. No, even going way back to the daytimer in the Franklin planner, the principles taught there were, you know, as you're taking notes, when you have those to-dos and those calendar appointments that come out of that meeting, go ahead and make it part of your notes. Just write it all right there. And then later in the day, you review your notes. And that's where you start to take those to-dos and refine them and put them on the specific days and put those calendar events on the correct pages. And even out beside those, in parentheses, put the day the notes were taken So that two weeks from now, when you see this to do that says, call Mr. Smith in a phone number and you go, who in the world is Mr. Smith? You see that little date out beside it that, uh, you know, I took these notes on this, flip back to your notes. And now you're looking at all that rich information about what was the nature of the meeting that I had with him before and what did I promise him I would do? What did he promise that he would do? And ah, one of the agreements was I was going to call him two weeks later without having to recopy all of that stuff. And so it's taking that principle that worked way back in the pencil and paper days and, you know, and bringing it with us now to the digital age. Put it all right there in your notes. It's going to go in that inbox later in the day. 
you look at everything in your inbox and decide now where does that note now live need to live in forever and what are the to-dos and the calendar appointments that need to be put in their places. Yeah, this seems like a really good system there for like you were talking about earlier about being able to like the search features and all that kind of stuff. So it helps with that. But then also it sounds like incorporating a review time daily or and, at least yeah. on a regular basis mm-hmm. to be able to keep track of all of those pieces. And so, yeah, I think the review is essential, whether it was paper or whether it's digital. Yeah, because you know how things are during the day. You know, you're in that meeting. Things are going by fast. Just being able to get the stuff down and then you can refine it later. The notes that you take in the heat of the moment later as you read what you wrote, some of the questions that have gone through your mind and you go, gosh, did I spell that name correctly? You know, I've got to write this guy a letter. I don't want to misspell his name in the letter. I get it down as best I can in the meeting. Now, afterwards, I can go back and I can Google him and make sure that I got that spelling correct. Anything Mm -hmm. that was incomplete about my notes in that meeting, I can do a little bit of research and get those notes where it's just pristine so that I'm not putting the pressure on myself to having it perfect in the meeting and then it's done. I get to review it later. And that, you mm-hmm. know, that is critically important. I want to interject this. I didn't get Evernote when I first heard about it. You know, people said to me, Frank, this is great. This is going to help you organize your information. And I said, I don't need it. Thank you very much. On my computer, I have little folders inside folders inside folders and documents. My stuff is organized. And he said, but Frank, you can get to it from anywhere. And I said, well, look, I got Dropbox. I got the Dropbox app on my phone. Anything that I want from anywhere, I just put in Dropbox. I have it from anywhere. I don't need Evernote. So let me give you the kind of example for those out there who are going, well, what is Evernote? Why would I need it? Let's say you're, uh, you're doing a home renovation and you're shopping for uh, new ceiling fans. So I go into uh, to Home Depot and I'm, I'm looking at all the different ceiling fans. Well, you know what everybody else is doing? They pull out the camera, you know, pull out your phone and you're taking pictures on your phone. And those pictures are going with the other pictures you took, like the pictures from your wild party last night. No real chance to take notes on them or anything, but she's got pictures and they're over there with the pictures. And then a helpful salesman comes up and he's talking and he's talking pretty quickly. Well, we've all got some kind of little voice recorder on our phone, right? So I could just flip that on and and record what he's saying. And then there are some other notes I might just want to type them on, you know, what was the price of this fan versus these other fans. We've all got some kind of little notes app on our phone. Well, the problem is you get home and the pictures are stored with the other pictures. The audio you recorded is stored with the other audio and the little notes that you took are stored in whatever little note app you have on your phone. And you may not even have any good way to get to it from your computer. With Evernote, Same scenario. I'm in Home Depot. I want to take a picture of uh, some different ceiling fans. Open Evernote, create a new note. I see a little camera icon right in there. Click it. My camera comes up. I start taking pictures. The only difference is now those pictures are stored as many as I take in that single note. The guy comes up. He starts talking. I see a little button that looks like a microphone. I hit it and it's recording the audio in that same note. And there's some notes I want to take, typing with two thumbs on that piece of glass. And I'm just 
right there again in the same note. I save it. It syncs to my Evernote account in the cloud. When I go home, boot up my desktop computer, open Evernote, and there that note is. I can edit it in any way I want to. I can share that note with my wife. I can make decisions about what I want to do with it. I can drag that note over into the home renovation notebook. It's just, it is so flexible. I didn't get Evernote before, but then when I heard that kind of example, it was like, there's really nothing I have right now that does that same kind of thing. So I was sold on Evernote. And to me, there's a huge difference between digital documents and digital notes. One of them, eight and a half by 11 piece of paper, one inch margins all the way around. We're interested in the format. Digital notes, we're interested in the information. See, when I was a high school kid, we understood that difference. Yep. You're planning your term paper index cards. You got to turn the term paper in. Well, that's when you hauled out the typewriter. And some of our audience members might not even remember that concept. Ask your ask your grandparents about <laughs> the typewriter. And, and it was kind of a big thing because, you know, when you misspelled something, it wasn't hit backspace and fix it. You know, you, you leave out a word, you type <laughs> the page over again. So uh, it's not like now when people would just sit down and go, oh, well, digital notes, I'll just, I'll just do it all in Word. I'll just do it all in Google Docs. Well, you miss the flexibility of the notes and the ability to search it and the ability to put audio and video. And for that matter, I can take a note and drag an Excel spreadsheet into it. I can drag a PowerPoint presentation into it. I can drag a PDF into that note. So it's the flexibility is incredible. So what would be some ways to be able to make the search easier or better because sometimes when you're just sitting there taking notes you might not be thinking of what you might need later to find that information again Mm -hmm. some of the ways that help me get back to it one is giving the title of the note giving a little bit of thought of how i'm going to title it second what notebook i'll put it in third evernote gives you the ability to add tags to that particular note. I've known people, for example, that uh, you have several co-workers and you do a lot of interaction with those several co-workers that when you have a conversation with this particular person, go ahead and tag it with that person's name. And then you could just click on that tag and there's every conversation that you've had with that person listed from the most recent to the one farthest in the past. Gosh, just the search capability of Evernote is so good that you know, it's almost like your brain. It almost thinks like you think. And when you type something in search, just to see the way that it comes back with suggestions, that it's showing this thing in the title of the note, or it's kind of one of those things that once you get into it, you go, wow. This thing is incredible. And as you get better with Evernote, as you learn more about it, there are certain things like if I'm looking for a particular word, but I know it's in the title of a note. I only want to see this word or phrase in a note title. 
I can type in title colon and whatever it is I'm working for. And so there's a whole, you know, sheet really of search syntax things that you can use. I can mm-hmm. search for a note that was created after a particular date or before a particular date or created after a particular date that has this word in the subject and has this tag, you can combine those kinds of things so that you, you can really narrow that search down in you know, pretty much any way that you want to. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. Cause I know I've dealt with things, not with Evernote, but with Google docs, mm-hmm. trying to sorting through not, it wasn't for note taking purpose. It was for creating some SOPs for a company I worked with. And so they try to emphasize, okay, when you're creating the title for whatever SOP that is, think about how you would search for it exactly. later on or how yeah. somebody else would search for it later on. So just take that little bit of time while you're creating it. So, so that's why that's what prompted me to ask that question to see if there was anything particular with Evernote. I want to make sure yeah, I had mentioned the Web Clipper and, and downloading that little mm-hmm. extension called the Web Clipper and why that is so important. You know, if you think back years ago, going back to, say, our grandparents, you know, grandmother was great about reading an article in a magazine. And it's like, you want to save that article. You take a pair of scissors, you clip that article, hole punch it, put it in a notebook somewhere. Well, here's the 2022 version of that. So much of the information we have, well, it's coming from the web. And I don't want to just grab that URL. I want to actually grab that entire article because maybe I want to even annotate it a little bit. Well, think about how we've been doing that for the last 30 years. You know, you highlight the text, you right click. You say copy, you go over to Word or Google Drive, you open a new document, and then you paste, and then you clean up any of the weird page breaks because the internet didn't concern with page breaks, and all your documents are, (laughs) and then you have to save it, and what's the title going to be, and where are we going to save it? Okay, so let's do the same thing with Evernote. Step number one, you click the web clipper. It's going to be a little picture of an elephant's head up in your toolbar. That's step number one. Step number two, a little box comes up, and you click save, and that's step number two. And step number three is there is no step number three. It's now over in (laughs) Evernote. And I can go over there. I can not only read the article, but I can actually click and edit it. I can highlight things. I can make them italic. I can free type things. I can highlight and delete parts that I don't want. I can really make it my own. I can click the share button, put your email address in there. And even if you didn't have Evernote, you'd still be able to see the document or a little another click or two. And it would give me a URL that would let me share that with the entire world, just as if it were a web page. And it actually does become a web page. Like if I'm doing a presentation now and I've got to do a handout, even for people that don't have Evernote. I do that handout in Evernote because it's so flexible. If I see that I have made a typo five minutes before I got to give this presentation, instead of going back to the document in Word, fixing the typo, saving it, then saving it as a PDF, and then re-uploading that PDF to my website's file section and saying, yes, replace the new one with the old one, hoping that I have a good internet connection in the hotel room. So now (laughs) it's I'm looking at the typo on my phone 
touch it, fix it on my phone, and it's fixed everywhere. So that's how I do all, all my handouts. And so what I take the long URL that Evernote's going to give you, make it into a bit.ly link that you can just tell people, and then there it is. No paper handouts, and anybody with the link is able to access the document. And then if they have Evernote, one click, it's saved into their account, and they can not only now see it, they can edit it, just like if we laid it on the Xerox machine and handed them a, a Xerox copy of it. And where Evernote does have competitors, and those competitors would be OneNote. And for someone who's very heavy in the Microsoft environment, they might want to look at OneNote. Google has Google Keep. Their, uh, you know, uh, Notion is a big competitor now on the market. But when you start talking about the ability to clip the Evernote Web Clipper, nobody comes close. Yeah, that sounds really good. And it sounds like even if you are a Google person or a Microsoft person or whatever, that Evernote would still be able to be a good piece to be able to use, even though it's not technically within the same universe, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. And Josh, we've been talking about digital notes and as you had mentioned, uh, you had toyed with Evernote, at least a little bit in the past. I think 2015 was what you had mentioned. Well, the things that have happened in the last several years, you know, we talked about taking notes and there being maybe some tasks that come out of that, that you might just put in the notes, but then review those later so that you can take those tasks and put them on whatever task list that you use. Evernote has now built tasks into Evernote. So here's the way this thing works. I'm taking notes during a meeting. There's some tasks that come up. I can put them right there in the body of the notes and designate them as tasks. Within Evernote, there's a task list that brings together all of the tasks for all of the notes in one place. Mm -hmm. I can sort it by due date. I can sort it by whether it's flagged or not. And with the task, I can click, and at any point, it take me right back to the set of notes from which it was come, from which it came. So I can do the task. I can check it off in that list. I can check it off in the body of the note, and I can do all of this from anywhere. So it's really, really incredible. Evernote has also added something called Evernote Home. It's sort of like a dashboard with a number of widgets, my favorite one being the calendar widget. So get this. Like for this interview, when we scheduled this, it went on my Google Calendar. Okay. Mm -hmm. The Evernote Calendar, as a part of Evernote Home, is constantly looking at my Google Calendar and bringing a copy of anything over. So within Evernote, I can see that uh, you know we're recording. And then with one little click on that appointment, I can create a new note that has all of that heading, your name, the date and time we're doing this, the link to get here. Now I've got a note where as I'm thinking about things I might want to talk with you about, just put it right in there. Any links, just put it right in there. When this uh, mm -hmm. podcast publishes, the link to it, just put it right in there. And then five minutes before time for us to start, I actually get a notification. Hey, Frank, you want to open that set of notes that goes with Josh's you know, podcast? So it's gone beyond now the notes. It's incorporating 
the to-dos and the fact that you will probably need those notes in conjunction with a certain upcoming meeting. And then afterwards, let me look back at my calendar in Evernote and one click and I'm at the meeting notes that I took during that. So it's really branched out from a good place to take notes to a good place to really organize your whole life. Hmm. That sounds definitely very interesting. Something I think I'll probably look at here when I get a little bit of free time to enough time to be able to explore <laughs> into it. And so not just uh, download it and then ignore <laughs> Because I've done that with several apps before. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, I know so many people who said, you know, I, I downloaded Evernote, but they really didn't know what it was for. And so it sat on their phone. It sat on their computer for all these years. And they just really didn't know what to do with it. There is a little bit of a learning curve. But at the same time, there's so many really good videos out there. You know, you just go to YouTube and there's there's so many good little instructional videos, good use case videos there on the Internet that once you kind of get the concept of that, you know, for me, does this information need to go on an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper with one inch margins all the way around because I'm going to need to print it? If so, fine. That's word. Is this information that I just need to get to when I need to get to it from any connected device? That's Evernote. Hmm. I really, really like that. So as we wrap up here, first of all, where can people be able to get a hold of you and any other information that they might be able to get a hold of there. Absolutely. Come over to my website, frankbuck.org. I've been blogging since about 2005, so you're going to find out just a wealth of information there on that website. Um, a lot of posts that are, are good use case things on Evernote, things like that. But the big thing when you get there, get on the mailing list, because I'm going to give you two things right off the bat. First of all, I know we've been talking about digital notes, but anybody out there dealing with paper these days, you know, our desks are covered with it. Well, I'm going to send you a copy of um, the first chapter of one of my books called uh, Get Organized, Time Management for School Leaders. And you don't have to be a school leader to want to have a clean desk, but it shows you a tool <laughs> that's going to get your desk clean once and for all. I'm going to make the paper come back when you need the paper. And then once you get that, so we'll give you a few days before we hit you with the second free gift, which is going to put everything that you have to do in one place. I know we've been talking about digital notes, but all of the tasks that we have to do, I'm going to send you an ebook on Remember the Milk, which is my digital task list of choice. And then once a week, you hear from me with things that are new that I have put on my YouTube channel or podcast or things that I've come across that I thought were neat that I think readers would think are neat also. The books that I have out there, uh, the latest one, Get Organized Digitally, that came out in January of this year. There are two full chapters on Evernote. Uh, there are chapters on really using a digital calendar, just getting your digital life in order. So would love to have the people who are listening to us today to become a part of the audience that follows me regularly and discover an easier way to work and play. Yeah, I really like that. We'll make sure to have a link to your website as well in the show notes so I can make it easy for people to be able to find that. And I appreciate the time that you spent with us today. Josh, this was great. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you. Make sure to follow or subscribe to this podcast in your podcast player of choice so you don't miss an episode. 
you have any questions or comments, or you want more productivity resources, visit crushingtheclock.com. I would love to hear from you. And I'll catch you on the next episode of Crushing the Clock.